there's no money education from schools. That's a, that's another thing. Because and I would say it's on purpose, to be honest. Yes, if somebody if somebody sanctions you or freezes your money, <laughs> you're gonna freeze everything. Every reserve currency lasted an average of 100 years. Mm-hmm. We are currently on year number 100 or so no. for the U.S. dollar. They can say, okay, this money. You can only buy this much meat per week, otherwise we will not let you pay anymore. We will not let you travel more than certain amount of kilometers, right? Mm-hmm. Because of a climate crisis. So Bitcoin is a public decentralized payments network. Mm-hmm. When you say that to people, you completely lose them immediately. <laughs> Right, they, you don't, they don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, and this is why most people are scared of it, scared to get into it. I I have talked with people who are 35 years old, and they say I'm too old to understand this. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take this sentence that I just said. Bitcoin is a public decentralized payments network, mm-hmm. and we're gonna break it down into three parts. Okay, just like Lego blocks. And I'm going to explain each part, and by the time I'm done, you're going to understand why it it uh, has value. Yeah. So okay, let's Lego. take the words. Let's take the words public and decentralized, mm-hmm. and put them on the side for now. Ignore them, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go with payments network. What is a network? It's a bunch of interconnected computers that can exchange things with each other. So, for example, if I send you an email, because the internet is a network, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I can send you an email. I'm basically sending you data. Yes. Right? And you can send and receive um, data between computers. Mm -hmm. So when we say that Bitcoin is a payments network, we are saying that we have a bunch of computers that can exchange uh, money Mm -hmm. and value between each other. Yeah. I can basically send money to anyone in the world on this network at no extra cost. So, for example... Because it's not through the bank. Exactly. There's no one in the middle, right? So, um... So, people who are in it can exchange money among themselves. Like, in terms of crypto, right? Because you said 5% of people are using it. So... I can send money from the UK Mm -hmm. to someone in Southeast Asia or in Africa at no extra cost. Mm -hmm. I can send them $1 million dollars and pay only like $10 fee wow. at MEST. Like if you had to do that through a bank, if you had to wire someone $1 million, <laughs> right? You will get probably a 3% fee, which yeah. for $1 million is a lot. Right? Oh yeah, oh my God. Yeah, so I can, also, I can also buy someone a drink from halfway across the world. All I need to know is the barman's Bitcoin address. I don't need to know, I don't need to know who he is. I don't need to know his face. I don't need to put my phone number in my digital payments app. So it's Sorry, like... his phone number in my digital payments app. Mm-hmm. I don't need to add him. I don't need to know anything about him, right? And this is where the problem is. I mean, the problem from people who want to control the world or, you know, exactly. you know what I mean? Like... Exactly. We'll get to that. That's an interesting yeah. part, right? Because <laughs> it, it sort of yeah. makes sense in my head. Like, this is exactly what they, whoever they are, you don't want us, like, exactly, to, exactly, to have because you don't know who, when, how much. <laughs> exactly. So look, I just explained what a payments network is, and you're already thinking banks are useless now. Yeah. Yeah. 
so you're basically what you're doing is you're emailing people because this is a payments network you're texting people money yeah <laughs> that means people who have a hard time accessing a bank like people in like third world countries mm-hmm. they don't need this anymore they just can use bitcoin <laughs> right yeah now let's um let's take another part of the description mm-hmm. from the shelf public right this is the most important one and this is the most um uh, this is the part that people take mostly for granted incredibly for granted um so <laughs> the internet is a public network yes you cannot censor the internet you cannot stop the internet you can censor things that are built on top of it like mm-hmm. facebook or like google but those are built on top of the internet if you don't like facebook you can just go use twitter if you don't like either of them you can build something of your own right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you so are it's a able to do it so like yeah yeah basically so, free there yeah 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 so it's a public space so bitcoin the bitcoin network is public infrastructure as well so that means it cannot it's all inclusive mm-hmm. it cannot censor you it cannot stop you from opening an account because it's not run by people who <laughs> runs it nobody runs it it's it's just like it's made up of the same thing since it's a network it's just like the internet oh right so it's right. like a system yeah and it doesn't need yeah it runs anybody. itself it runs right. itself right and um okay it's making me clear yeah yeah and more importantly to open an account it doesn't need to ask you so these useless questions like um where do you live what's your gender um what's your phone number what's your mom's name what's your dad's name <laughs> what's your pet's name first pet yeah, maybe not that but <laughs> well my bank oh, okay. oh really yeah of course <laughs> um, would be surprised yeah go on <laughs> yeah where did you live before you lived here <laughs> what's your what are your last two addresses no you can open a bitcoin address within three minutes and more importantly you do not need to deposit money to open an account unlike in a bank I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Even more importantly, it cannot um freeze your money. It cannot sanction you. Cancel you in a in a way. Like yeah. we know I know quite a few people who yeah. if they don't agree with like a certain I don't know political situation or exactly. anything like that, yeah. yeah. Their bank accounts are frozen no this is like, re- this but is like reality this reason. is reality in third world countries and my like my yeah i'm not gonna say who or yeah, whatever yeah. but like i couldn't believe it until like my friends of a friend like actually had that experience like he was like basically her he's he couldn't access his money in the bank like all of a sudden out of nowhere yeah and i was just like what i believe this was a thing in canada as well which is not a third world country yeah. and when there were protests you know uh, the prime minister i believe was um freezing people's bank accounts it's basically weaponizing currency which is why the bitcoin network exists in the first place and this is when people start to realize oh that's why it's valuable oh mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. yeah more importantly it cannot use your money to finance other people's loans and mortgages. Right. 
Yeah. But how can you make sure that this doesn't happen? Well, you always, you can query the blockchain and you always know how much, um, how much money you have on hand, right? Mm -hmm. Now with Bitcoin, there's no such thing, there's no such thing as physical money. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's digital money. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people struggle to grasp the concept that they have digital money. But the thing is, and the thing that they don't know is that what they have in the bank, that is also digital money and it's not real. That is yeah. just credit. If every person, there was something interesting I've seen recently. If every person on the planet right now goes to the bank and says, I want my money, nobody's going to get it. Like that's, there's... A, that's a bank run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not possible. Yeah, exactly. Because the bank is always lending that money out. It's called fractional reserve banking. Um, it, keeps, it keeps maybe 10% of your money, mm -hmm. lends out the other 90% to another bank and that bank does the same thing, right? Yeah. And so you end up with a situation where you have, and this is real, three, only 3% of the money in the world is real. The other, 90 per, the other 97% is imaginary credit. <laughs> so basically when you are buying Bitcoin with money, well, with cash, <laughs> <laughs> you are basically turning fictional money into real money. That's the irony. <laughs> you're converting and this is why for example yeah that is the irony this is why some some banks will prohibit you from buying bitcoin because it's not because for your financial protection it's because for our financial protection <laughs> right um, so there there are banks that mm. like bank like they don't allow you to buy they don't allow you um so yeah, wow. But you can get around it pretty, pretty uh, easily. Like if you top up your Revolut card with the bank and then buy the Bitcoin with your Revolut card, you still kind of did it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you yeah. just use prepaid cards in that case. Um, so that's, um, yeah, that's public. That makes Bitcoin the first bank and the only bank that is not a private company or yeah. a business. Yeah, we call we call it a bank in cyberspace because it, it uses digital money. You said it's now thirty thousand dollars, but like the Bitcoin. Yeah, now it's thirty thousand dollars. But like for one. For one Bitcoin, yes. Okay. Uh, bloody hell! Can I buy like points? Of course. <laughs> no, no, no. Of course, of course. And we're we're gonna see why you can buy just a bit. Um, most people cannot cannot afford an entire Bitcoin, right? Um, so Bitcoin, before I, I explain the last part of this, it's um, it, it, it's divisible by eight decimal places. Okay. So you can have 0. 0.000 up to eight, you know, mm -hmm. one. And one, I guess, when you say Bitcoin, that's equivalent of saying, I guess, one dollar, but then you have cents, right? Mm -hmm. Or you have pence, mm -hmm. yeah. if you have British pounds. So the the smaller denomination of Bitcoin is called the Satoshi. It's a very funny name, but it's it's called it's named after the creator. Well, he was that's a fake name. It's not really Satoshi, but they're called Satoshis. And one Bitcoin is equal to one hundred million Satoshis. Wow. Yeah. So if you have zero point one of a Bitcoin, that's ten million Satoshis. Right. right. If you mention like 
bartender, like you can buy somebody drink if you know the bartender's like, you know, Bitcoin address or whatever, mm -hmm. like, yeah. So, um, how does that work? Is it like PayPal? You have like email address or like what address are we talking about? Oh, like, so the Bitcoin address is equivalent to what you would call in the in the real world a an account number. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or the card on your on your debit card. Sorry, the the number on your debit card. Yeah. Um, so if you know that, you can wire someone money, right? Mm -hmm. And that's all you need, basically. Or sometimes it comes in a form of a QR code, so you just scan it, right? If you're like face to face with people, you mm -hmm. scan their QR code, and that QR code gets translated into the we call it the public key, mm -hmm. the public key, right? There are two keys. The public key is the one that you use to send and receive um, value to another person. And then there's the private key. That's one, that one you keep to yourself because that's like the pin number, right? Okay. You, mm -hmm. When you have access to the private keys, whoever has access to the keys has access to the Bitcoin. So if I now like wanna buy some Bitcoin and use mm. this and exchange money and with you and with all of my, of my friends, especially on Instagram, I see a lot of my friends have, are in it. So where where do I go? What like what do I do? Where like to buy is it, it a website? Yeah. Oh right. Or okay. Like well, you can you can send it to other people in a ver variety of ways. Because um, I think that's what confuses people because mm -hmm. they don't know where to go or like how to like. Because there's so many because there's so many um, ways. It's not like you don't need a bank, right? Mm -hmm. So there's infinite ways you can do this. I mean, people in third world countries actually use their they do it by SMS. Okay. Right? Now, for example, one one way that you can do it now, the Telegram. Mm -hmm. I heard they, that, yeah. they integrated the Bitcoin um, payment system. So, for example, you can uh, send somebody through chat Bitcoin oh. checks. <laughs> and all they need to do is click them and download them. And then the Bitcoin gets transferred from one party to another. Mm. Yeah. Where do you see your balance? Of Bitcoin. Yeah, so for that you use a wallet. Um, this is just like um, a wallet in the real world, but um, <laughs> like how you say yeah. it, like real world. Yeah, yeah, like yeah in, the, in the fiat system, <laughs> right? Um, but now the thing is, the the wallet, even in in the real world, right? <laughs> the wallet doesn't hold your your Bitcoin. It doesn't hold your crypto. Yeah. It shows you how much crypto you have on the blockchain. Right? Wow, that's the... So what, what it does, it basically just a lookup on the blockchain. It queries the blockchain to find your balance. Mm -hmm. right? And for this, to access a wallet, you need the private keys. I need to explain the uh, last part of the description. That's, mm -hmm. that's decentralized. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, what decentralized is, we know what a centralized thing is. It's uh, basically a system that has a single point of failure. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if Facebook servers go down, you will know because you won't be able to use it. Yeah. And if you're in a corporate office, people will let you know, probably. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody <laughs> uses it and everybody will find out immediately, right? A bank is a center, has a central point of failure. If a bank gets hacked or a bank gets robbed, you will probably lose your money, mm -hmm. right? And if, if, you have, if you happen to have um, just little money, insurance will probably cover you. But if you're mm -hmm. rich and you have a lot of money in the bank... That's why a good practice is to keep your money in different banks. Because if one goes down, right, you still have the others. 
or investing like or investing real yeah. estate and having like the actual assets yeah instead of just like having millions and millions yeah that's true the, the... but if somebody if somebody sanctions you or freezes your money <laughs> you're gonna freeze everything they're not gonna care how many applications russians oligarchs <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly oh exactly my. i couldn't believe what was happening exactly so when you have a decentralized system if some of those nodes um, which are computers in the network go down there are always other computers ready to take their place right mm -hmm. so for example do you are you familiar with the mythological creature the hydra the one that has three heads i think i've seen it yeah but i don't know have probably. you watched hercules disney yes. hercules, oh, yeah, yeah. the purple monster with the three heads once you chop a head two more will grow out of the same neck right right i remember yeah that's a decentralized network that's bitcoin so you cannot kill it. You, you can only kill it if you manage to take down all the nodes at the same time. Right. And there are thousands of nodes in the world, widespread. You don't know where they are, because it could be anybody. Because it doesn't collect your information, right? Yeah. As you said, like yeah. there's no phone number and stuff like yeah. that that you have to in input. Yeah, someone actually managed to run Bitcoin on their Nintendo Switch. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Like, good luck finding that device. <laughs> <laughs> you said, like, we're gonna talk about, like, mm -hmm. what is money? What is or money? Or you wanna explain what is actually in the real world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think this generation, and I guess not just this generation, but this century in general, the most important question that people need to answer for themselves is what is money? And uh, I think that people have lost touch with what it is. Or there's no money education from schools. That's, that's another thing. Because and I would say it's on purpose, to be honest. Yes, it is. Because those schools are state funded. Mm -hmm. So if, if they're <laughs> state funded, they can control the curriculum. They can make um, certain information inaccessible. So basically, everyone who's doing like a BSc in economics is coming out with like false impressions of what is money. But that's okay, you graduated, <laughs> now you're in debt. <laughs> you have to pay your degree, right? <laughs> yeah, and the dangerous part is that some of those people go on to become politicians. So they take this information right. and then they spread it out to the public. And, the pu and you know what happens, the public will... They don't know anything about finances. Most people don't know anything about money. Mm -hmm. um, so they end up believing what the other person says. And yeah, then you have a society which is completely financially uneducated. Yeah, which works for the system. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there are two types of money. And one, one of them is called, we call it sound money. And the other one is unsound money. Now, the soundness of money, when we say sound money, we mean that money retains its value over time. Mm -hmm. It means whatever buying power you have now, you can be confident that you're going to have the same buying power in the future. Okay. Right? So a good example of sound money is gold. Mm-hmm. Gold. It's always valuable, yes, and it's basically valuable. it's growing. It's always valuable, and what the, what the banks doesn't tell you is that the central banks, 
they trust gold more than they trust the government issued money because they keep <laughs> gold in their reserves yeah, right yeah, and they yeah. wouldn't they wouldn't let it go right <laughs> and in term in in times of crisis people turn to sound money they they turn to gold they turn to silver silver is less sound than gold because um it's less rare gold mm-hmm. is the most precious metal in the in the world yeah right for thousands of years for thousands of years and it once started today it it costs $2000 for an ounce of gold and um it used to cost like $40 yeah that's not because gold became more valuable over time i mean for the average person that's how they see it but that's because the dollar collapsed against the value of gold mhm so basically when you say gold is $2000 What you're really saying is gold is 2000 times stronger than the US dollar. Right. Right? Now when we say Bitcoin is $30,000, what are we saying? It's stronger. 30,000 times stronger than, than the US, US dollar. dollar. And that means it's also 15 times stronger than gold. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. An even more beautiful way to say it is that the dollar is 30,000 times weaker than Bitcoin. Is <laughs> is <laughs> it's beautiful. Um is US dollar the strongest currency in the world? It is the reserve now? currency. And is it going to change with the like That's what we're hoping for. Okay. Yeah. Cuz I had a conversation with a friend cuz again like I'm not into like into this so i don't dig deep but mm-hmm. people talk to me about stuff um he said something like um is it turkey and china or something like that that they will stop buying something in dollars oh, yeah, meaning the dollar is actually going to go down mm-hmm. or cuz right now like it's the strongest like it's like yeah reserve yeah. but if if these big countries stop actually yeah buying dollar yeah. Yeah, and it will dollars. definitely weaken. Um and the reason they they do that is because the dollar is weaponized a lot against other countries. Yeah. Um so you get I mean if there's a risk that your people are going to starve because you're you're using a dollar system, then what would you do as a as a world leader? But right, especially if you want to stay elected. <laughs> <laughs> um you would go off it. Yeah, yeah. And the fun fact is that every reserve currency has lasted more or less an average of 100 years. Mhm. So before the dollar there was the the British pound which was the reserve currency that lasted about 115. It was like um, the British Empire. Yeah, during the British times, Empire, yeah. then you had the American Revolution and then you had uh World War 1. Mhm. And after that you had the dollar become the reserve currency. Right? And back then it was great because the dollar was backed by gold. Mhm. But then in 1970 Richard Nixon, which was the president at the time, he took the dollar off the gold, which was the biggest mistake in human history, right? Because why did he do it? Because uh, I don't know. It's like we need to google this. Yeah. Um the French wanted their gold. Um so they were asking America back Mm-hmm. to give the gold back. Um and I guess that incited some panic because 
America saw that as an attack on the dollar, right? Okay. Um, and for some reason, he thought that that was a good idea. Every reserve currency lasted an average of 100 years. Mm -hmm. We are currently on year number 100 or so no. for the US dollar. The hell? Yeah. Okay, so what do you think is going to be next currency? Hopefully it will be Bitcoin. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. But is yeah. it like realistic in the near future, let's say? That's a hard question. Yeah. I think there will be a lot of resistance because if you are the dominant, let's say, empire in the world and you're the biggest fear, like currency, money is the is the one thing that societies are, are built on, mm -hmm. right? So every change is usually going to be very painful. So we don't know. Um, it needs to be done right but it again it's like it's like surgically operating on on the world basically mm -hmm. right there's there's gonna be some pain and because this is basically what you're doing is this is a transfer of wealth and going going back on topic um unsound money mm -hmm. is money that loses value over time so the buying power that you will have in 30 years is not the same as the buying power you have now. My parents used to say, oh, we bought this house for 100,000 um, pounds. Today, if you want to buy a house in London, you're going to need a lot more than 100,000 pounds because the buying power um, <clears throat> went down quite significantly. Mm -hmm. The dollar, since 1913, has lost 97% of its value. People don't realize that because they say, okay, $1 is still $1. Okay, fine. But what can you buy with $1 today versus what could you buy with $1 back in 1913? Right? Yeah. Whereas Bitcoin had the opposite effect. You could buy two pizzas with 10,000 Bitcoin in 2010 when it was first um, discovered. Mm -hmm. And today... You can buy a house with just 10 Bitcoin. Yeah, right? because it's stronger. Yeah. Is this... Because I said Bitcoin doesn't want your data, basically, and doesn't need it. Mm -hmm. Everything else does. So the bank, like any website, any service that you go for, yeah. they want to know as much as, you know, and mm -hmm. cashless. So they want to know what you bought, when, for how much, how often do you go to buy this, yeah. where are you traveling. Yeah. Uh, so why they want to know all that to control us and to just be like... That's the only reason I can, I can think of. Me right? too. So for example, if you want to... Um, I think there is some bank in Brazil that tracks what you buy and um, I don't remember the name of the bank, but basically it tracks what you buy and then calculates the carbon footprint of everything that you buy. So, for example, if you buy too much meat, it will send you a notification saying you might want to like cut down on your on your consumption of meat because <laughs> it harms the environment or something like, like that's that's what like that's an invasion of privacy, first of all. Right. 
you can do that with flights as well. If somebody travels a lot, right? What you're going to tell them, you're going to, you, I mean, there's this idea now of countries developing their, their own digital currency. Okay. Well, the difference between that and Bitcoin is that the digital currency is controlled by the central bank. It is centralized, right? So basically, they can say, okay, this money, you can only buy this much meat per week. Otherwise, we will not let you pay anymore. We will not let you travel more than a certain amount of kilometers, right? Mm -hmm. Because of a climate crisis. This is, I'm glad we went to this because it's very much and very closely related. The climate, mm -hmm. you know, change, the climate crisis. Um, even if, like, I cannot not see the connection there. So, is it like hiding behind, pretending that we're doing this because we want to help the planet, mm -hmm. but it's actually bullshit? I do believe it's bullshit, yeah. Um, and put like the f yeah it's just i mean we have a climate problem it's... but we don't have a crisis yeah but everybody who talks about the climate issues mm -hmm. goes to those conferences with like on private jets and like <laughs> use <laughs> they use private jets yeah. like 24/7 yeah. and then they fucking lecture people on like don't eat steaks because you know you're gonna kill the planet like yeah it's yeah fucking it's hypocritical <laughs> it's hypocritical um yeah i mean i'm not gonna say it's not good to uh install more like initiatives that make the world a bit more green yeah um i mean you're not harming anyone you're just preventing something you're you're giving the world a bit more longevity mm -hmm. but and like not, I want fresh air, like I don't want pollution yeah, that much. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> but not to the extent that you're controlling people and telling them how to live. Yeah. Because um, that creates a, a bigger problem. Um, yeah. Do you think cash will completely disappear? Because it seems yeah. like. Can we? Is it good? Can we? Like, should we just go to Bitcoin or? Yeah. Because like. Yeah, I think they're pushing it very hard. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the pandemic helped to push this even more because you couldn't pay cash. Yeah. Um, so this was amazing for them. And now it still kind of continues. So a lot of shops just refuse to take your money. Then, I mean, it's money. Like, why do you want to... You don't want to take my money yeah, in cash. It's real money. It's the only real money exactly. left in the fiat they, system. Yeah. And they tell me you can't pay cash. I'm like, okay, you don't want my money? Fine. Um, so you think it's going to disappear? I think yeah, it's I going think to disappear. Yeah, I think it's going to be phased out. Um, it's a shame because, I mean, this is like if you, if you had to bypass um, these kind of restrictions, like you can't buy this much meat or whatever, mm -hmm. you, would, you would use cash, right? Yeah, because exactly. Because they can, don't know. Exactly. Cash is not trackable. Yeah, I think I do think it will phase out. This We're going into a world now where we're using digital currency a lot. Um, the question is, which digital digital currency are you going to use? And are you going to use the one that's dishonest? I, I mean, or are you going to use the one that's based on mathematical proof and has no restrictions, is, isn't run by anyone, completely democratic? 
So the, the thing is, when we explain the difference between sound money and unsound money, money that loses value versus money that holds its value over time, have you ever heard the expression, money makes the world go round? Yes. Yeah. You've also heard the expression, money is the root of all evil, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. These are... And yeah. those statements are both true. But money is the root of all evil is inaccurate. Unsound money is the root of all evil. <laughs> yeah. Because when... We'll talk about, we'll talk about the, uh, the Roman Empire in a bit. Money makes the world go round. It's also inaccurate. What you would, what you're meant to say is sound money makes the world go round. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it's when, not money like money. Yeah. So mm. when the world was on sound money, we had some of the most prosperous times in human history. In the 19th mm-hmm. century. That's true. We also had um, the Renaissance period. It was a time where everybody was using gold. Mm-hmm. And we had some of the greatest art and literature that the world has ever produced, which was um, Michelangelo, Picasso, right? Architecture as Yeah, well. we had the, the city of Florence is a very good example of that. When you go there, you see the architecture. Yeah. This is what humans are capable of, right? Mm-hmm. But when, it's, when it was on unsound money, which was on fiat, um, you see these houses that look exactly like each other, no thought whatsoever. We just focus on getting as much people in there as possible Mm -hmm. because it's easy money right why spend on um going extra miles so it actually like looks beautiful like if you go to barcelona and gaudi and like oh my god that city is exactly absolutely mind-blowing we look at now and Mm -hmm. the the problem is of course we're not going to destroy barcelona but not now maybe in the future but a lot of beautiful buildings they are destroyed and then like a shopping center with like just glass windows is like built and i'm just like really like is it really the way we're gonna go and like the like the apartments and all that stuff it just looks the same and it's very much like yeah 1984 or like the fifth element uh, the film like all those films that we consider like oh my god it's a sci-fi i'm like like, no it's it's not (laughs) like yeah yeah i'm scared yeah yeah Yeah. um so for example the roman empire right when it was using sound money it was at its best Mm -hmm. that was the best years of the roman empire but then uh, back then they didn't have a printing press so you couldn't print money you couldn't inflate the currency right right so the way you would make your currency less valuable was they used to take the the coins and back then silver was the best money right and they used to remove some of the silver content from the coins and replace it with some other useless metal <laughs> right because so they'll, they'll have more silver and they'll yeah. be able to produce more coins yeah, yeah, yeah right that's when the collapse of the roman empire started society depends on good money to survive and this is what happens is that the Roman Empire finally, eventually collapsed and was replaced by some other empire. I think it was the Byzantines. So it's very crucial for for society to operate on sound money. Now let's talk, we'll talk about inflation. Inflation is a very big thing because this is how you debase the currency. Um, You weaken the currency, you weaken its value and its buying power. Um, So when you print money, 
You're taking the currency and you're weakening its value. People don't usually notice when this happens because this happens in the central bank, right? Mm -hmm. But prices go up. Yeah. Everybody notices. And yeah. people, people express this as I mean they say the cost of living goes up. Mm -hmm. Right? But what it, what happened in reality is that your wealth is now worth less than it was yesterday. I'd like to believe it's not that easy to control the world fully because there's always people who are not going to go for it. Yeah. And you know, you you cannot do it with 50% of human population when 50% is against it, for example. The best way, and this is why I said in the beginning of the of the podcast, I said once I was on the other side, I felt optimism, I felt angry about some things. Mm -hmm. The advice I would say is study Bitcoin. I would recommend people read the book The Bitcoin Standard. Okay. It will explain things much better than I ever can. It's the best book in my opinion. Um I'll it, put it, it in the Yeah, it will yeah. It will um tell you about the history of money and then it goes on to talk about why Bitcoin basically fixes the flaws of unsound money. Mm -hmm. uh, why it's valuable how it perfects all the properties of money. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would also recommend people to read another book called Bitcoin, the Future of Money. That one talks about the history of Bitcoin, where it came from, um, all the possibilities that Bitcoin, uh, that we can do with Bitcoin as a society and with other cryptocurrencies as well. Mm -hmm. um, to read the Bitcoin white paper, which is... Um, why Bitcoin was created and the problem that it solves. I believe you can find this on your uh, MacBook as well, because somebody put it there. Okay. It's it's like a new it's new discovery this year. Someone just hid it um, on every every person's laptop. So if you Google, if you Google how how to find the Bitcoin white paper on my machine. On my oh my god, I'm going yeah. to try this after, yeah. Yeah. And the fourth thing is, oh yes, this is very important. You can go to a website called hardmoneyfilm.com mm -hmm. and watch the 30-minute film that that's on the website. I'll do Put it. that as a link as well. <laughs> yes, I will. Good. Yeah. Thank you so much. My pleasure.